We're back. We're live. We're back in action. We haven't been live in a few weeks, right? No. Because your daughter got married last weekend. My stepdaughter, because step people have strokes. They're like, why did your 18-year-old get married? No, no. not my 18-year-old. Her but stepdaughter. My other daughter, who I adore, who's who 26. Who is amazing, amazing, yes. amazing. She's so cute. I finally got to meet her. So she, congratulations to oh, her. She did a dance. They choreographed it. It's on YouTube. It's amazing. You know, and that's actually kind of funny that we, we were just, we started with that because I think a lot of people think that when you get married, that that means now someone's taking care of you, yes. at least a lot of women, you know, yes. we think, okay, this is good. You know, we got married. Mm -hmm. Now we have a partner and, you know, I've got someone to help me provide my financial security that I really want. Um, I know I did when I got married. Well, it, you know, scientifically, if you look at the research on this, women are looking for providers. Mm -hmm. Men are looking for women Someone who can... Someone to take care of. Well, no. When men are looking for um, passing on the genes. They're looking for pregnancy, um, good at pregnancy, good at childbearing, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Attractive. You know, they're drawn to that kind of thing because they're looking for a mother for their children. So that's not cultural. You know, I can't say that I've studied, you know, all the different cultures, right. but in our culture, yeah. it is a hundred percent what we, what we're looking for. Right. Definitely. I think it's across many cultures. I don't think it's just Probably, probably. Yeah. But I don't want to be, you know, don't misquote me. <laughs> don't write me a nasty email. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely that women look for, that's why you oftentimes see like the age disparity, mm -hmm. the, the 22 year old that's, you know childbearing and beautiful and all of that and, and she's with somebody who's 50 who is well established right and sometimes people go but i don't that Get i don't that. understand or he's not as attractive and it's like well but that's not what i'm looking for i'm looking right. he's funny he's kind he's wonderful and he is a provider and i can have children which he wants you know, that kind of thing. So Shanice, hi. She says she's never caught us live. Thank Janice. you. Welcome, Shanice. Oh, is it Chanice? Chanice. 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 Yes, okay, sorry. Hi. <laughs> I was, you know, I was doing a walk this morning and this, one of our coworkers, her name, I thought her name was Keisha. I've always called her Keisha and right. she's like, it's Kasia. <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hi, Donna. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> so today we're, we're talking about money and the reason that, um, that I actually suggested this topic to Shannon is because... Um, one of my colleagues at work, she's a, a younger um, colleague, she's in her 20s, and she said, Suzanne, I love your show with Shannon. She goes, my girlfriends and I watch it all the time, which was kind of interesting to me because yes. I didn't really think we... And we're hitting the... Hey, we're hitting the 20 year y'all. We're hit. <laughs> That's right. We're cool. But, um, but she said, can you do an episode on money? Yeah. She said, I feel like so many of my girlfriends mm -hmm. still think that they need a man. Right to feel financially secure. And um, she said, you know, I just feel like we're so lost in our 20s, not even in our 20s, but I think, you know, even as you get older, you know, when you go through a divorce like I did and like you did, you know, that- Not expecting to, it levels having never you, planned it. Right, it levels you financially. You're not really sure, can I do this? You know, can mm -hmm. I go out on my own and do all this on my own? And I think, you know, today we're, we just want to kind of talk about that fear that a lot of people have and not just women. I think a lot of men have fear around oh finances as well. And a lot of men, um, my husband's nearby, he'll be grumbling <laughs> in the back. A Hi, lot Brian. of men that I know 
get very wounded by the fact that they are being sized up. Yes. Are they going to be able to provide in the way, you know, I know that um, he had shared with me, sorry, Bri, um, <laughs> you know, going through the dating world, you know, second time around being mm -hmm. divorced and trying to date that, you know, there's those questions of kind of like, hey, what do you do for a living? How much mm -hmm. do you make? And, you know, what's in your 401k? Right. And where do you own a house? Like people looking for, can you take care of me? Right. Can you provide for me in the way or that I Or am I, I going to be taking to? care of you? Exactly. <laughs> right. So, so that's a whole dance. But, um, but I want to speak to what you just said because I think it's very, very important that none of us... None of us plan to, none of us go into a wedding planning for a divorce. Right. Just having gone to my stepdaughter's wedding was the most beautiful thing. They are a perfect match made in heaven. You would never imagine them being divorced. But I remember feeling that way when, when I, I married, married my children's father. Sure. And people said the very same thing. And the divorce rate is 50%. So I think culturally, um, we as women, what we're finding is if you do this, if this is your plan, if you're 20-something, because I want to answer your colleague's question, if this is your plan and you're going into something looking for not your other half, not the person you're going to build your dreams in your life with, but you're looking for the person who can kind of carry you, mm -hmm. kind of thinking I want to have three kids, I don't want to work, I don't want to do anything you know, like that. Not that you're not going to work with children, because you are <laughs> harder than you, you ever have, have and you'll yeah. be lucky if you can leave and go to work. But if you're looking for that, then we end up getting very devastated when or if a divorce occurs. So I want to give a little kind of shout out to your 20-somethings. Take this time to establish yourself. I don't care if you go to college or get a master's degree or get a full-blown career, but find out what your strengths are, mm -hmm. find out what you're good at, and try to stand on your own oh, for a little while. Get yeah. that one bedroom apartment or get a roommate, pay your own bills, mm -hmm. do what you if can. If your company offers a 401k, obviously try to try put to a put, little bit away. Right, and, invest in that, right. and here's why. If you don't do that, mm -hmm. then if you reach a point in a marriage where it's bumpy, you will go into feeling trapped and terrified. And so if you have your own apartment, if you have a roommate, if you're doing those kinds of things, if you have a job for a few years, working on a career, working on passions, even you create your own line of something or you paint or whatever you do that you feed your soul and you come up with something that you're self-sufficient, the terror will not go with you into yeah. your marriage. If you don't do that, you will have terror mm -hmm. when things are bumpy. Let's just say you have the perfect case scenario, but you become a widow. What do you do then? Right. So that terror, I know I went into my marriage even, you know, with my children's father. The minute we got married, I was like, oh my God, something's going to happen to him. Something's going to happen to him. I just, it's too perfect. Right. It's too good to be true. So that terror will follow you. What soothed me during that time was being able to say, I have a graduate degree. I have a career. I have friends. I have family. God forbid this doesn't work or God forbid something happens. I will be okay. Yeah. And so that's what we want to ward against is the terror, which, you know. You know, I I grew up, my mom, um, who is amazing, hi, by Dana. the way, and love my mom. Um, hi, Ashley. Hi, Dana. Um, but she had a lot of guilt around money. And I remember growing up, like, she would go, we would go to the mall. And, we, I, you know, my dad was a farmer. We didn't have a lot of money. But, you know, I mean, we were able to... 
know, they, they made a pretty good living. Sure. They were able to support us, but mom would never buy anything for herself. Mm -hmm. And if she did, there was such guilt associated yeah. with it. It was, I remember her just like getting in the car. I shouldn't have bought that. I shouldn't have. And she would say that over and over again to herself. And so what I got from that a lot was, and I don't have it like she doesn't listen. <laughs> She's in better I, shape I have a problem than you. Right. Right. She's hanging in there. But that guilt, um, it, it definitely passed along to me in sure. other ways. Yeah. For instance, you know, just I have a real hard time dealing with my finances. Like, I just pretend like it's not there. Okay. <laughs> if I don't even look at it, it I, I'll pretend. Right. It'll go away. Is it still there? Right. And so, like, the idea of doing my taxes every year, it just gives me this, even though I know I've got an accountant, it's, it, I know what to do, I've got it down now, but it just gives me such angst. Where does that come from and, and how do you kind of get over that? Well, I think one thing that you, you've already answered where it comes from. We right. pass <laughs> so much on generationally. I mean, yeah. you know, mommies, the children are watching you. You know what I mean? We really, really, I see it. I've, I'm blessed enough to have three generations, my mom uh, and then my daughter. And oh my, it's just unbelievable what my mom has passed to me, what my mom has passed to my daughter, what I passed to my daughter. So generationally, we do absorb that and we do either react, like react follow suit or ab react right you're the opposite yeah you're so guilty, i would go so on I'm shopping gonna, sprees exactly right. so right. i'm gonna ignore it so we do all of that stuff right. generationally you know how do you deal with it i love the fact that we're doing this video mm -hmm. how you deal with it is you get conscious about it mm -hmm. right that's the very first thing the fact that suzanne knows that this is a trigger for her i bet that over the years you've gotten better at your taxes yeah i bet that you've hired somebody who can help you mm -hmm. i bet that you figured out a system to make it easier mm -hmm. as you're going forward i know for me it's i've had similar you know grew up struggling mm -hmm. But for me, it's the opposite. I want to control the fight. I'm always putting my hands on my bills. I'm always organizing them, making sure that they're paid, labeling them, See, highlighting I'm them. I'm like stacking them off and then forgetting <laughs> about them. I'm like, oh dear. This, I was thinking to myself, oh, we're a good partnership. This is good. I'll be handling the finances for this business. But it's like, you know, so that's how I can, can handle my anxiety around money is I keep touching it and making sure, okay, I'm going to pay this. I'm going to do that. I don't need to worry. And then when everything's paid, I'm like, okay, I'm yes. okay. If there's a stack, I'm, uh, I don't know what's in that stack. That scares the crap out of me. Yeah. So I think getting conscious about it is the first thing. Also, just like we educate ourselves on everything, all these women that are watching us, I know a lot of you guys, you're reading a million books. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we do is we kind of avoid money and we don't deal with money. As a therapist, for years, I've never brought up money with clients. It's like a taboo subject, right? But it's a very big mental Art. health piece. Right. So do read those books about money. There's amazing books mm -hmm. out there on how to manage your finances and how to grow wealthy, all of that stuff. So please do get conscious, start touching things again, start right. looking at things, start reading about how to manage that. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that you bring up a lot, Suzanne, which I think is a great idea, Ask for help. We're not good at everything. Yeah. I'm not a numbers person. Don't laugh. My children, if they were watching, would be laughing right now. I'm not a numbers person. I'm not the greatest at math. Obviously, I'm on the psychological side, but I've got great money people in my life. I've got a great accountant that I email <laughs> once a week right now. Hey, this is this a write-off? Should I save this? Yeah. So get a person in your life. They're not even that expensive. Yeah, and you know, the other thing is that I... It, 
you know, I always feel like I have to set aside, to, you know, a full day to just <laughs> handle the bills, you know, yeah. instead of doing it little, little by little, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm paying way too much right now for my cable, for my cell phone, mm -hmm. for my monitoring of my alarm at my house. And I said, okay, in a, you know, in a, in like a month, I'm going to sit down and call these companies and, and renegotiate a better deal. Right. Well, do you know how long I've been saying that? <laughs> Five <laughs> or like, seven years. For like a year. Yeah, for at least a, <laughs> a year. year. Yeah. And so the other day, I got a little thing in the, in the mail for my monitoring, and they were offering first-time customers half what I was paying for my alarm monitoring. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick up the phone right now, and I'm going to call about it. Yeah. And I did... I got the same rate as new customers, saving myself half. And wow. all I did was pick up the phone and spend 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And I checked that off my list. You know, but right. I feel like we think, or at least I think, I've got to set aside a whole day and tackle this all at once. And in reality, you can do it, you know, piecemeal. So you bring up two points. One, put it on the calendar. I know for me lately, I, I've never done this before, but lately every Saturday or Sunday morning, I take 30 minutes and just touch everything and make sure that, okay, this is paid. <laughs> this is, I want yeah. video of you touching right. all your bills. <laughs> I pay okay. that, I pay that. That's why I'm a paper person. People are like, oh, online. I'm like, I'm eh, eh, I gotta touch it, gotta touch it. So, you know, 30 minutes a weekend. Right. And like, I was surprised because I've been doing that about three weeks in a row. And then I did it yesterday morning. I'd taken off yesterday. I did it yesterday morning and I was blown away. It's 15 minutes yeah. because now I've now I'm on it and I've got a system. So yeah. now it's 15 minutes a week. So that's the first thing. And of course I forgot the second one. <laughs> Daggone it. It'll come back. But right. it was a good, it was a good idea for what you're talking about. Um, it about, left about how you feel like you have to tackle everything at once. And, and you know, the same with your credit card bills. I mean, I know if you call your credit card and say, listen, I want a better rate, you know, you will be surprised at how oh, often man. they will give you a better rate. So you're not paying such a high percentage. I just history. remembered. Okay. See. It came back, <laughs> which is the concept that we get stuck in routine. Yeah. And when you were talking about this bill, that bill, this, but you know, ADT did it. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, but you know, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do, but there are things you can do. Mm -hmm. And I will make you feel better about yourself at my office. I have had a phone line that you never use for 20 years. And then I had to have it for some reason for a while. And then everyone's like, well, switch to cell. I'm like, I don't want clients calling my cell because I don't, it doesn't feel professional. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. But then I thought I had to have it for my credit card machine. You don't. $200 a month, my bill was. Do you want to know what I pay right now for Wi-Fi, which I just got like seven minutes ago? 40. Wow. 40. Oh my God, $160 a month in savings in my business. Right. And I missed it because we do this, right? The copy guy walks in, we're like, no, we work with so-and-so for 29 right. years. Start entertaining other options. Yeah. Be open to hearing what people have to say mm -hmm. about things that will save you money. Because I think we're so used to like, no, no I'm with all state. trying to sell me something. Yeah. yeah. We don't even listen. And certainly I'm a loyalty person, so that's why I do that. So I yeah. think you have to balance. There's certainly people, I'm definitely loyal to my all state. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can be loyal to some people, but also keep your eyes open and also ask the question, hey, this is 29 for her. Why isn't it 29 for me? Yeah. Or, you know, for instance, cable, you know, why am I paying $200 a month for cable? I mean, Ugh. I watch nothing on television <laughs> yeah. i mean right. it's but like, i have it it's if like oh it. but i get a deal because i have wi-fi through them and it's just Garbage. like sometimes we just don't even look you know we we complain about how much money we don't have but if we really look at what we're spending 
You know, a lot of times there are significant ways that you can save money. Right. The other, the other kind of piece of this that I want to talk about is having money coming in because I think a lot of people get afraid of, you know, oh my gosh, I've got a big bill coming up or I've got something coming up and I don't know how I'm going to pay for that. And, you know, I think now, you know, we've kind of talked about the practical, but I also want to talk, talk about the woo-woo. We're going woo-woo. This is it. <laughs> because, news alert. We're right, going woo-woo. We're going woo-woo because I really believe, and I don't know if this has happened in your life, but in my life over and over and over again, when I am stressed about money and I just say, I'm not going to worry about it because I know that it will show up. And magically, a check appears in the mail <laughs> from, you know, my 401k that went over and they needed, they sent me back money or an insurance bill or too much in escrow or too much in escrow. And That's I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, I didn't even know I was putting too much in escrow. And then yes. you get a, you know, a $2,000 check back and you yes. needed that $2,000. It's literally story of my life. And, and I... I really try most of the time, I don't know that I will today because this is too vast, but I try to share with my clients very specifically because nobody believes it. But I am telling you, there is something to manifesting and what you're putting out in the world. And if you don't believe this, then think about all the people in your life that are negative and they keep getting more negativity, right? So they're constantly, those people like, oh, well, I had a flat tire and, you know, of course it happened to me. And I bet you on Monday I'll have gotten the whatever, the flu. And sure enough, on Monday they're like, yeah, I got sick. (laughs) And they just keep having negativity. So if you don't believe this concept, just look at those people. And yet the people that are focused on the positivity and focused on, so with money, manifesting it um we've talked in the past and other things about vision boards you know that concept of building what you're wanting to happen just having tell them about your vision board because i think that's pretty eye-opening have we talked about that before oh um yeah so well so my vision board i I don't know if we've talked about it but the the giraffe thing is interesting that's one piece um so yeah i did a money vision board about I don't know, three or four years ago. And I just decided, dag on it. I don't want to feel stressed anymore with money. I just want to, can I, you know, I asked the person, I went to a, a day and they were telling me how to do it. And I said, well, can I do a, they said, pick a theme. I said, can I pick money? And so I had money magazines. So right in the center, I put a tree and then I put on the tree, like money tree. Mm-hmm. Ashley's blowing us up. It's all about the core story we have. I believe we all have a money money story. story. Thank you, Ashley. That is so true. She says she loves woo-woo too. Yes. (laughs) So Ashley's reminding us about that we have a core story from our childhood about money. And then we attach it to everything else. So, And what we tell ourselves. So the vision board is a great way to tell yourself a different story. So I had this vision board. I put a money tree in the middle. Um, underneath you put a picture of yourself in the middle or your family or whatever and then you design and you cut out words of what you want mm-hmm. so I had a money tree in the middle and on the tree I put debt free at the time I was like <laughs> not debt free <laughs> um, I put savings I put cash out of thin air and I put um, you know like a big wad of cash mm-hmm. and I put you know some pictures of money and I think that's it so Anyway, at this point, pretty much debt-free, I have a savings account, and 
like when I get money often if people want to give it to me in cash right which is like so interesting to yeah. me you know so cash out of thin air when I first did the vision board my husband was kind of playing with it and he was like okay I'm gonna see I'm gonna you know look for cash out of thin air <laughs> and he literally found money that day on the ground in his UPS truck he was calling me going this is freaking me out. I just found a 20, I found a five, I walked into such and such. And even we went away that weekend and we were kind of playing with it, trying to manifest like free stuff. Right. During that weekend, we walked into like a restaurant, somebody gave us a buy one, get one lunch. We walked into the hotel and something happened and we got one of the nights free. I think something happened with the phone or something. And then we went downstairs and we were at Universal and someone, we were gonna buy tickets to Universal and somebody was like, well, we just, we overbought. My husband bought and I bought. Can we just give these to you for half price just so we can unload them? Right. I mean, it was one of those days Thanks. we were both like, stop. Right. But just call us crazy and then practice it anyway. Right. Because people are coming back to me going, you don't understand. I was thinking about this and then it happened. So mm -hmm. I don't know what the science is, possibly the law of attraction. I'm not sure, but it works. <laughs> yeah, and, and really the, the key is to not be so attached to money. Yeah. I mean, I think people really get attached to it and really say, well, I need to make this amount or, you know, or they complain about not making enough. Right. And I think when you really start to attach your story to it, that's when it's not gonna happen. The core right? story, right. That's what Ashley's talking about, the core story. She right. asked us if we're having- Do you guys have matching, matching tans? <laughs> Are we, we really tan? Do. I did tan towel, actually, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to the uh, Honda Classic yesterday, so. Uh, so yeah, we do have matching tans. So. <laughs> um, the, the other thing that I wanna talk about too, Shannon, is, is um, knowing your worth. Because God, that's so beautiful. This is why I love Suzanne. Because <laughs> she just, yep. Because yep, 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 yep. I think so many, and I want to say women, but I know men that, that yeah. don't realize their worth either. Absolutely. And I think that, and Donna. you probably can really talk about this, about how we never believe that, that we're worth what we are. Yeah. You know, and I always tell, especially now, a lot of the young colleagues that come into my business because it is such a rough business to get started in. It's very low paying. I don't yeah. think people realize. People no, on TV surprised. get paid nothing. nothing. I was making $18,000 my first year in television. Oh my goodness. Could not even pay my light bill. Had my lights cut off for an entire week because I could not pay the bill. Oh. So I don't think people realize that you've, you've got to realize your worth, especially when you've been in you know the business for a while, your career or whatever you're doing, or if you're just starting out and you know you're, you're worth something, ask for more than you really think you can get. Well, I love that principle, and then I will tell you what, the seed that got planted that Suzanne has watered, my husband has watered, lots of people have had to water because it's, it's difficult for me, but I love my, one of my favorite therapists ever, Dr. Ron, and he said to me, this was years ago, I was making $11 an hour with a master's degree. Wow, 11. as a therapist? I was running a business and I was learning to become a therapist okay. and I was being trained and she was yeah. wonderful and she was a great mentor and she trained me wonderfully, but that's what she could afford. And so I was making $11 an hour to do all these different things and run groups with her and all that good stuff. So I went to Dr. Ron and I was like, I'm making $11 an hour and I have a master. And I love what he said. He said, wait a minute that's what she can afford to pay, right? right? And I said, yes. And he said, that's fine. What are you worth? Right. 
And I was like, I don't understand. Because what we do is we get caught up in what our boss is paying us. Well, they're paying me $22 and we get mad at our boss. Right. And it's like, it's not about yeah. your boss. Your boss is your managing boss. a business. And if right. they can afford to pay $22 an hour, that's wonderful. It's and about you taking control. What are you worth? And right. he kept saying that to me, but what are you worth? And so within a year, I went out on my own into private practice and my fee was $100 an hour. Mm -hmm. That's what I was able to decide that I was worth. Right. And God bless my mentor. She, she raised me well. She taught me great things. But that's what she could afford to pay and keep her business running and keep her worth. So these are mutually exclusive. They're not right. related to each other. Right. But we do this where we go, why aren't they paying? And then we yeah. beat up on the boss. It's like, hey, then go elsewhere. Right. Go out on your own. Go, go and advocate and ask for right. what you want. There's many options, but you have to determine what your yeah. value is. I get very frustrated when I hear that at work too, because people, you know, they complain about some of the positions at the station that are low paying, and they are low paying for a reason. That is all the station can afford, can afford to pay right. those those positions. That's how much they are worth. It to doesn't the station. Mean, to, to the that station. station. Right. It doesn't mean the person in that position is only worth right. that amount. Exactly. So I think that is where we get caught up in, okay, you're worth more than that. Then go say, I want a higher position. Mm -hmm. Or I need to leave the station and go to a place where they where they pay what I am worth. Exactly. You know? Mm -hmm. And I so I think we get caught up in that story right. <laughs> once again of um of playing the victim. Right. And it's so important in this talking about money that we don't play the victim. Right. And here's the thing. If you ask, the worst that can happen, I mean, so many of us do not ever ask for our needs, but mm -hmm. we are whining mm -hmm. to everyone about, yeah, yeah. and we're not even asking. You know, mm -hmm. I recently increased my rate, which was so difficult. difficult. And I've talked to every friend I have in the field, and 99% of them is are, are, at the same are, rate or have been there forever. Or are probably asking more. <laughs> they're asking more than I am. And they're like, I'm training or helping mentor them, and they're asking more than me. And I've been licensed for 17 years, and they're just getting licensed. You know, like, right. and they're like, and they're saying to me, like, you're the one with the problem. Like, right. it makes sense. So for me to be able to ask for my worth, but the interesting thing is, I have the choice to moderate that, mm -hmm. but nobody's even wanted to. Like, yeah. I've never even asked. So now I'm saying, oh, this is my rate. And people are like, okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> I think and you'll it, be surprised yeah. when you start to really have those conversations. I remember there was a turning point for me at CBS 12, and I was doing so much work and was not getting paid very well. And I went in with a list to my um, current general manager, it's a different general manager than it is now, I love CBS 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and I had to go fight for myself. Right. And I had to say, here's what I'm worth and here's why I'm worth it. Right. And you need to go in prepared. I mean, you really right. need to go in prepared when you're right. going to talk to someone about what you think you're worth. I mean, don't just go in and say, I deserve double what I'm making right now. You need to have a list of why you think that is. Right. Right. And you will be surprised. I got what I was asking for. Yeah. And I really did not think I was going to, but I got what I was asking for right. because I was prepared and I knew what I was worth at that And point. they probably were snickering going, I'm surprised she didn't ask for that sooner. We got away with three years of not having, you know what I mean? Because, right. yeah, because even a lot of times the other person knows what you're worth, but I mean, how many people do you know that are going to say, I want to overpay you? I want to give you, you more money. Right. <laughs> right. I'm running a business here. I'm not right. going to give, I'm, yeah, you're great. But unless you ask, I'm not right. going to overgive because it's going to hurt my business. So, I mean, 
you have to ask, right? Take the chance, take yeah. the chance. All right, anything else with money that you wanna talk about? <sighs> Do your vision board, know your worth. Make a list of your childhood story. Make a list of the childhood, what you learned about money as a kid, what the message is. I love when we take our unconscious messages and we make them conscious so that we have choices. What were the messages? Because interestingly, as I say that, my message as a kid was, you're not worth it. Mm -hmm. And not from my mom. Of course, my mom's a therapist, so she, you know, she does a lot of stuff right. But you know, my dad would get so upset about the spending because he was very frugal. And so mm -hmm. he didn't probably mean to send that message, but he would say things like, how much is that gonna cost? Why can't we just buy the kids from Kmart? Why do you need those fancy shoes? Because of course we all think this with our kids, like why right. do you need Michael Jordans, really? Right. Why do you need that iPhone? Yeah, <laughs> why do you need the expensive stuff? Right. But he would say that out loud, why do we need to spend this kind of money? We don't have this kind of money. And so I, as a kid, interpreted, you are not worth the Michael Jordans. You are not worth those. You're worth the $10 shoes. You're not worth the $50 shoes. And that's what I carried with me is I should be grateful. You know how lucky you are that you have any shoes, mm -hmm. right? So I carried with me into my adulthood the message, I should be grateful and you're not worth it, which I have definitely perpetuated, yeah, you know? And so getting career. conscious about the fact that I'm not worth it and that, um, you know, I should be grateful. I've had so many clients say to me, wow, you've helped me so much. I go, oh, I can't take any credit. And they go, you know, you right. actually need to. You're the one who helped me. Right. I'm like, well, but spiritually. And they're like, no, it's you. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be grateful, but also balancing out, I call it claim your kill. Mm -hmm. Claim your kill. Because if you don't ever claim your kill, then you will never ask for what you're worth because you'll never give yourself credit. If you've worked hard in college, if you've been at a job for five years and haven't gotten a raise, if you've done certain things, Claim your kill that you did this, right? The hunter puts it on the wall, hangs the, that's my buck, right? And they feel the self-esteem from it. So many women don't claim their kill. Yeah. So claim it, own it. Not that you're bragging, but yeah, hey, like your list. Hey, this is why you guys should pay me more. I did this, I did this, I did this. Right. Claim your kill. You know, and the other interesting thing too, I think, is um, for a lot of women, if going back to the beginning when we were talking about, um, you know, standing on your own two feet and, and not relying on someone else to be your financial security. Um, what is your advice for women who are thinking of, or are going through a divorce or going through a separation and don't have that financial leg to stand on? What, what advice would you give them to kind of get past that fear because I think, you know, or, you know, or if, you know, women who had a successful career, but gave it up to, mm -hmm. to raise their children and now are going through a divorce, like how do you manage that? Well, Ashley Bennett, my favorite person on the planet, one of them <laughs> said, write a new story after you identify okay, the old story. It. And that really is the answer is one of my favorite things as a therapist to women going through these situations and men too, although I don't see this as much as an issue for men going through divorce, women a lot of times will quit and stay home with the kids. Aaron Roby would be screaming at us right now. <laughs> However, <That's true>. um, <laughs> I work just as hard as women. Oh my God, Aaron. But most of the time it's the women that leave the workforce, whatever. So writing a new story and and for example my favorite thing to do i've empowered so many women and i'm so proud of these girls that are 40 and they go back to college 
They yeah. go back and get their graduate degree part-time while they're raising their kids. They go to different organizations like the small business place mm -hmm. that you talked about. They yeah. get advice. They figure out how to do the business they've always wanted to do. They start out small part-time and as their kids are getting older, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. You know, I went back and trained for the Imago for couples work. Mm -hmm. I had always loved it. I had gone to the couples weekends for 20 years ago when I was 20 something years old. And then when I, when the kids were like, gosh, it's seven years ago. So um, when Hannah was 11, Troy was nine, I flew to Washington three times by myself. I never thought I would be able to like leave the kids and get the kids covered and fly away and study for a week and all of that. I never thought I'd be able to afford it, but you manifest it. You put it out there for help from people and getting that certification has changed my career yeah. and also financially because now I have this new skill. So do not ever think you are too old. I have friends mm -hmm. that are graduating with their master's degree at 60. The best therapist I have ever had was at University of Florida. Sorry to all my other great therapists because everybody's been <laughs> great. But she was so profound. She was 75 years old, 80 years old. She had just gotten her doctorate. Oh, wow. She was so wise. Yeah. And she had gone back to school at like 74 or something like that. So you're never too old to rewrite the story. Yeah, and my favorite is, you've said this line before, but a year from now, you're either going to have a degree or you're not going, still not gonna have that degree. Right. Like, But it's still gonna be a year from now. Right, because right? people say, listen, I would go to med school, but I'll be 47. Yeah. I go, well, you're gonna, you're be, 47 gonna be 47 with no degree. <laughs> right. No degree and no income. So right. I don't know, I mean, right. why not go for it? So yeah. anything you can do to, to rewrite your story, to build a new career. We're we're meant to be reinventing ourselves constantly yeah. and growing. You know, it's not about, okay, it didn't end up, you know, my story did not end up at all like I thought it was going to. Oh Yours God. didn't either. And you'll be surprised at how things change dramatically and you were not expecting it. But right. that's kind of like what life is all about. And, and I but I love how my story is today. I mean, yeah. obviously I would have never wanted to be divorced. Nobody ever wants to be divorced. I'm remarried to a wonderful human being and I have these two beautiful stepkids that I never I used to say I can't have stepkids I'll be the step monster I don't want to be I don't want them to hate me right. I would never greatest joy They're of my amazing. life oh my yeah. gosh it's amazing so try not to decide things yes. that you are not gonna do that you've never tried right yeah, and be open and let go, and don't forget that vision board. I'm going to do that. I still haven't done that, Shannon. <laughs> I'm going home to make my vision board. You know what we should do? <laughs> One time, maybe we'll do a live vision, vision board. board. Yes. That's a really good idea. We'll do it with you, because I'm due for a new one, okay. some new dreams and goals. All and, right. Uh, oh, and that's the other thing that was funny. I we need to promote my... that so that people know so yeah. they can gather all their stuff, and yeah. we'll do the live vision board. Okay. Well, so the vision board that Susanna brought up, I talked about the money, but the other thing was very interesting is when I did my vision board you do it from a perspective of kind of whatever speaks to you and what feels right so I did this great vision board on money and my family and pictures of my kids and my parents and all this great stuff I wanted health for everybody all the obvious stuff and then for some reason this this giraffe popped up and I'm like <laughs> why is there a giraffe in the middle of my vision yeah board? I'm not gonna put a giraffe on my vision board like I don't collect them I mean yeah. elephants are cute I always like dolphins but a giraffe I don't I don't get it so I was like, no, you have to put this on your, I'm like, oh my God, this is so frustrating. So I put the giraffe in the corner of my vision board. I'm like, whatever. And then I later 
saw a giraffe in my world and I was like, this is weird. weird. So I read the totem and the totem of the vision board is that the, the giraffe has a very long neck that stretches mm -hmm. towards the future so that even your dreams of like what you want, maybe when you're young or whatever, they take time, but over time you'll get mm -hmm. your dreams. So this was my dream when I was a kid was film. Yeah, to TV, be on camera. To be on camera, to do singing, dancing, and acting. Right. That was my thing as a kid. So I go to Sweet Suzanne's house to do the first video of this, and I turn my head to the left, and on the wall is the giraffe that's on my vision board. Yeah. It's as crazy. we're starting this segment. So it's an amazing process. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, it is. All right, don't forget to leave us a comment and um, like our page, share our videos. Those are the biggest compliments you can give us. And uh, just don't, we always wanna remind you that if anything is coming up for you that you feel like you really need to talk to someone, please reach out to a therapist yeah. or get some help. You know, I know this topic maybe not so much, but if you've had other issues yeah. that you really want to reach out to someone, please do. Great resources. Um, there available. are great resources available to one if you're in Palm Beach County. Yes. Um, you can reach out to your um to your office. I know just recently with the school shooting that happened, you know, our office at CBS 12, they brought in counselors to kind of oh, help people good. deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so there is counseling and help available. Yeah. Um, if you've been recently, if you've lost someone or grieving, I know hospice offers uh, hospice counseling. So right. there are options if you don't have the financial means to, to, to get help, but please, Absolutely. please, please do that. That is our biggest um, lesson in every one of our videos is that if you are struggling, please do get help. And we all need support. Suzanne and I believe in it. Yes. We, we have it in our own lives. You know, it's important. Yeah. And um, if you have a show idea, please leave it in the comments section. And thank you for watching What Your Friends Won't Tell You. We'll see you back here next week. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.